the princess, wasn't named Aurora like it is in Disney. The princess's name in the Italian tale was named Talia, pricked her finger on a spindle and, would, and was sent into a deep sleep, fulfilling an earlier prophecy. The rest of Talia's story is too gruesome for to be a child's tale to explain what I'm talking about. The man who came to Talia's rescue is a king, not a prince. The king's kiss did not awake Talia. He instead gathers the fruits of her love. In other words, that's a nicer way, nicer, nicer way of saying, which is a nicer way of saying he raped her while she was asleep. So, yeah. The darker ver the dark version is a king that goes to the Sleeping Beauty and is not a prince and actually rapes her. Nine months later, he gave she gave birth to twins. One of them sucked the splinter out of her finger, waking her up. Talia and the king fell, fall in love, but the king is still married. His wife orders the twins to be cook, kidnapped, cooked, and fed to the unknowing king. Luckily, she fails. The moral of the story was, lucky people, so tis said, are blessed by fortune whilst in bed. Oh, that's real nice. Uh, another version for Cinderella. Um, when Disney's Cinderella 2 came out in 2002, it turned out that Cinderella's evil stepsisters weren't as evil as they were shown in the first movie. One of them, Anastasia, was even featured having her own love interest with a baker. A relationship encouraged by Cinderella. The fake given to the stepsisters by the Brothers Grimm was not so forgiving. In that fairy tale, the two girls cut off part, different parts of their foot, feet in an attempt to fit into the slipper. Because they had big ass feet. Some doves swooped in to show the prince the blood on the shoe, so he would not be fooled. At the end of the story, the stepsisters attend Cinderella's wedding, only to have their eyes pecked out by the doves who had betrayed them earlier. And I think my phone just buzzed. Nothing interesting. Anywho, Dark Disney's, uh, yeah, The Little Mermaid version. Yes, there's a dark version for The Little Mermaid. 
In Hans Christian Andersen's version of the tale, Ariel makes a deal with the sea witch in order to become a human and pursue the prince she saved in a shipwreck. She gets a pair of legs in exchange for her tongue. However, part of the deal is that every step she takes with this new pair of legs will feel like walking on shattered glass. If Ariel gets her true love's kiss, she can remain a human, but if she fails, she dies. The prince never actually saw Ariel's face when she saved him. So he ends up marrying someone else. The sea witch tells Ariel she can just turn back into a mermaid instead of dying if she kills the prince. Of course, Ariel cannot bring her to do that. Instead, in the dark fashion, she throws herself into the ocean and dissolves into sea foam. In other words, she kills herself. Oh, one of people's so-called favorites, Bambi. Yes, I'm going there too, because it's part of this. Bambi, A Life in the Woods, is a novel flowing, following, yeah, flowing, following a deer through, through his life growing up in the woods. Though Disney took this adult novel and turned it into a heartwarming Disney movie, the book touches on the circle of life, survival, man versus nature, etc. The book is also very violent. On Bambi's first walk into the woods, he witnessed a mouse get killed and heard creatures threatening each other with death. Later, after a hunter shoots Bambi and another deer, the great old prince, teaches him to walk in circles and spread the blood so that the hunter gets confused. The great prince also showed Bambi the body of the dead hunter at the end of the story to prove that man is not all-powerful. Hunchback of Notre Dame The Hunchback of Notre Dame is one of Disney's darker films. Like the novel it's based of, the movie is about a hunchback named Quasimodo, who grew up in Notre, Notre Dame Cathedral, raised by an archdeacon named Frollo. Quasimodo and Frollo... Now, Brace yourselves, because even I knew this. Quasimodo and Frollo both fell in love with the same woman, Esmeralda. At the end of the film, Quasimodo pushed Frollo, the villain, 
off the roof of the cathedral, killing him. It's already uncharacteristically morbid for Disney, but the original novel by Victor Hugo has an even worse ending for the protagonists. In Hugo's story, Frollo framed Esmeralda for attempted murder, and she was sentenced to be hanged. Quasimodo still pushed Frollo off a roof, but it was because Frollo was laughing at Esmeralda's hanging. Quasi then goes to Esmeralda's grave and refuses to leave her, so he ultimately dies of starvation there. Hugo's book did not end happily for anyone. Okay... Uh, let me read this here. Um, I think I just read this one on Snow White, but let me double check here. Snow White still gets her happily ever after in the original Grim Brothers Grim Fairy Tale. After the evil queen failed two attempts to personally kill Snow White, she finally decided to take out the poison apple. It seemed to work, but then the prince swooped in with his true love's kiss to save her. Blech. In the end of this dark Disney story, Snow White and the prince are still married. However, the evil queen is at the wedding, and her punishment is that she has to dance around in iron-hot shoes, burning her feet until she dies. Even princesses get their revenge. That's just one version. The other one's somewhere. And that's it. For that one. Where's the other one? Where's the other one? Let me see. Uh, let me double check here. Okay, here's two versions, I believe, of ones I just mentioned. But, uh, we'll do that one another day. Um, I'm going to take a break. Paramike is going to read his stories. <laughs> then... I'm going to go into what's called the complete complete list of herbs and their magical uses that witches use. Still getting people asking me for that. <laughs> They're not asking me to teach them. They want to learn on their own. Ah. They just want the knowledge. Knowledge, I'll help you with. Teaching you? No. My stuff was passed on through rel uh, biological relatives. <laughs> One of them will kill me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Surprised he hasn't popped on yet. Or chatted with us. Well, he did get home at 6.30. Yeah, it's 8.41 now. 
Huh? And it's 841 now. I don't know. Okay. Well, I got some stories. Now, we all know about the history of the Titanic. Well, there is a Titanic Museum attraction located in Tennessee, which the Ghost Adventures team has investigated. And this is kind of strange. The title is An Iceberg Wall Collapsing at the Titanic Museum Feels Like a Metamorph, but for what? A large iceberg wall at the Titanic Museum attraction in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee collapsed on Monday, which sure seems it might be an allergy. For current circumstances that happen to be eluding our minds at the moment. Kind of strange to me. Of course, three injured at the Titanic Museum attractions were reported. The Guardian reported the ice wall, which was apparently 15 feet by 28 feet, which is 4.6 meters to 8.5 meters, and made of real ice. Generated using a water filtration system, shattered on Monday, resulting in the injuries of three guests. All three were taken to the local hospital. In a statement on social media, the owners of the exhibit, Mary Kellogg, Joslyn, and John Joslyn, wrote of the metamorph that's on the tip of our tongue that on the eve on the evening of Monday, August 2nd, an accident occurred at the Titanic Museum attraction. Our iceberg wall collapsed and injured three guests who were taken to the hospital. Well, no shit, because I've already said that before. Don't know why he has to repeat it again. At this time, we do not know the e- extent of their injuries, and our thoughts and prayers continue to be with all who were affected, including the first responders, the owners added. While the museum reopened on Tuesday morning to ticket guests, they wrote that the damaged ice wall won't be returning on schedule. Kind of funny that it happened one day and the next day they reopened. Hmm. The, the iceberg wall does not currently exist. And the affected area has been blocked off. Well, that's a good thing. For the time being, we anticipate it will take at least four weeks, which is a month, for the iceberg to rebuild. How about just put a photo there? Be a lot easier and safer. Or a styrofoam one, even more safer. If this incident has driven up any subconsciousness concerns for you, 
Maybe uh, the theme of humans accidentally officiated, inducing an ice-related disaster of some kind or air-conditioned consumer, H-U-B-R-I-S, yes, words are hard, leading to preventable calamity, or even just a folly of man in general. Doesn't really make sense, but okay. It'd be nice if you could let us know, because we're sort of drawing a blank at the moment and can't think of any specific parallels. Mm, Drawing a blank and can't figure out any specific parallels to the damn wall falling and injuring three people. I can come up with some. Just go back and watch Ghost Adventures, you fucking morons. <laughs> after all, after all, if the RMS Titanic traveled forward in time and sailed off on its original route in 2021, it's not like it would be at even more elevated risk of slamming into a giant piece of ice that fell off an even more rapidly melting shelf of ice or something. This person I wrote the story is a moron. According to Wait, W-A-T-E, which is the news station out there in Tennessee, many guests quickly returned to the exhibit on Tuesday. Georgia resident John N. told the station, you know, stuff happens. No shit! There's a million little things that could have happened. It didn't detour us from coming. Really? If you have a million rules of why not to go in water, river rafting, whatever, but sometimes stuff happens, Mr. N added. Really? Stuff happens indeed. No shit. It's part of fucking life, you gay redneck. North Carolina resident Carrie P. told Wait, W-A-T-E, she was concerned because her family had planned on attending Monday, suggesting that if they do rebuild it, would be nice to maybe have a smaller piece of the ice. Just maybe something smaller than everyone can touch without having to worry about it falling or hurting somebody. As of press time, it wasn't clear what exactly the sudden This doesn't even make sense here. In explicit collapse of the big piece of ice, or the fact that no one seems quite clear on how much ice there will be in the future, reminding us of, but hey, here's an idea. Maybe if we ignore it, 
that tiny pit of dread will just fade away without us having to do anything at all. Okay, most of the story was knowledgeable. It mm. made sense. The rest of it, what the fuck happened? Does a reporter not know how to write fucking shit no more? Obviously, Tennessee reporters can't get the shit straight. Because the rest of it did not make goddamn sense. Uh, my next story. 25 plus fascinating abandoned submarines and bases. Uh, and of course, they have a picture up here of... I don't know if it's supposed to be a boat or a submarine. But it says, all over the world, there are strange shattery underwater wrecks and bases still being explored from abandoned submarines to military bases keep reading to uncover the fascinating stories behind them the submarine explorer built between 1863 and 1866 this german invention was the first submarine that could sink as low as 100 feet it was originally commissioned by New York's Pacific Pearl Company with the intentions to find pearls. Just go fishing for fucking oysters, you idiots. They have pearls. Sadly, disaster struck. The decomposition of the air in the submarine caused sickness amongst the six crew members, resulting in several deaths. Because of this and pearl overfishing, the sub was abandoned. It was discovered in Panama in 2001 and has since become the subject of many documentaries. Okay, there were six crew members on the damn submarine and it caused several deaths. Uh, wouldn't several deaths be like seven people? Not six? Huh? If you have, if you're in a submarine. Yeah. That was built in Germany. Put me back up on the screen. There we go. Ow. If you built a submarine in Germany back in the 1800s and. A United States company purchased a submarine to go pearl fishing in a submarine. You have six crew members. Okay? Mm-hmm. How can something result in several deaths if there's six crew members? Of what? In a submarine looking for fucking pearls oh, at submarine? 100 feet down in uh... the ocean. Oh. How can you come up with several deaths out of six people? It doesn't make sense. Don't you need seven to become several? That's at least the way I'm looking at it. Uh, let's see. The USS Ling. It sounds like a Chinese ship. Commissioned in 1945, the USS Ling 
was a high-speed submarine built to fight German forces in World War II. Though it never saw combat, the Ling traveled from its submarine base in Connecticut to the Panama Canal Zone in 1946. That year, it was officially decommissioned and became part of the Atlantic Reserve Fleet. So that damn ship only sailed for one year? What was the point of building the damn thing then? Fourteen years later, the USS Ling became a training ship and was moved to New York to be reclassified as an auxiliary submarine. To this day, the submarine is moored in Hackensack, New Jersey at the New Jersey Naval Museum. Though some have wanted to restore the old sub, no one has raised the considerable funds needed to do so. I hate to see what the price would be. The Yellow Submarine Quester 1 Coney Island's Long Submarine Wreck in 1956, the ocean liner SS Andrea Dora sank just off the coast of Massachusetts. Ass and shits. Thank you. It took 46 lives and millions of dollars worth of valuables with it. Years later, a shipyard worker named Jerry Banco heard the story and decided to take action. Using salvaged metal from various shipwrecks, he built a treasure hunting submarine. Yeah, that's why the damn thing looks like it has a swastika on it. This was the bright yellow quester, number one, which tragically never fulfilled its life purpose. The quester one was stuck on the muddy banks of Coney Island after a crane operator lowered it incorrectly. As of 1970, it is just one of two dozen shipwrecks in the Coney Island Creek, though to be old whaling ships and Navy vessel. Uh, the S. Fry Submarine Tunnel. That's one hell of a tunnel, if I say so. The Adirondack Sea in modern day, uh, C-R-O-A-T-I-A, sorry, words are hard, <laughs> is littered with strange abandoned submarine structures particularly military tunnels that were used by freedom fighters in World War II. These, these fighters or, yeah, these, these fighters were trying excuse me, were trying to free the island of Vis from German occupations. And the S-Fry was part of their military strategy. 
If that tunnel is still around, it looks like that. That's one hell of a history landmark. These tunnels had once been occupied by the former Yugoslavian army during the Cold War. I can't believe I actually said that word right. Huh? I can't believe I said that word right. Yugoslavian. Yeah. There were connected bunkers in these underground tunnels that were set in the mountainsides when Yugoslavia was broken up in the 90s. The tunnels were abandoned. Fast forward to today, and they have become a popular tourist site. Yeah, if you don't want to go for a swim first. Because the way I'm looking at this photo, I see a bunch of people and everything sideways, just like... (laughs) Yeah, let me push you in. Ah, shit! Splash. Uh, The Isle of... May's World War One submarine. This thing took a beating. The Battle of Mayland, May Island is one of the strangest battles in military history. Perhaps because there were never any enemy ships involved. Okay, why would you have an exclamation at the word after the word involved? When it sounds like a question. I don't know. To this day, it is considered one of the most unfortunate military episodes in history. In fact, it was actually kept from the public for decades until the until the involved parties were deceased. Mm. In 1918 which would have been the Spanish flu pandemic. Two British Royal Navy K-class submarines collided with each other on a mission to Scapa Flow in Scotland. Aye, laddie. The crew of the first submarine had turned their sub to avoid hitting a minesweeper Isn't that a video game? What? Minesweeper. Mm. Last time I knew it was. Maybe a computer game. I don't know. Yeah. And instead crashed against the second sub. All but nine of both submarine crews died. And the two subs now lie 100 meters apart. Hmm. Stupid ads. XT Craft Midget Submarine, Arbor Lady Bay, Scotland. If you are ever walking along the east coast of Arbor Lady Bay during low tide, mm-hmm. you might be lucky enough to see the fascinating structures of two decaying submarines. These World War II midget submarines were part of the Royal Navy, built in the early 40s by an engineering corporation called 
stickers. Armstrong LTD. So they're basically they're on the short line mating with each other. Mm. Trying to make another sub. These subs were once used in a particularly dangerous missions against German battleships. Including one successful battle against the German T-I-R-P-I-T-Z-E-N or I-N in September of 1943. Toward the end of the war, these subs were mortared in Auburn Lady Bay, Scotland where they were used for gun tests by the Royal Air Force. This is a weird looking ship. Or huh? This is a weird looking one. K-84 E-K-A-T-E-R-I-N B-U-R-G 667 B-D-R-M Dolphin Class. Should be more called like a Dolphin Class. Um... The Delta IV class missile submarine was still in use by the Russian Navy after the fall of the Soviet Union. Once it was taken out of the military operations, it was transported to the port city of... Oh, I can't even say this word. S-E-V-E-R-O-D-V-I-N-S-K where it still sits at at the shipyard. Though these days it looks very different. It sure does. Looks like the damn thing is, has a big old smile with a big ball in the middle with braces. <laughs> Back in 2011, the Class 4 was struck by disaster. A fire had started on board part part blah, blah. take a sip words are hard partially sinking the vessel and causing fifteen million six hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of damage due to the considerable amount of nuclear weapons on board experts claim that it could have been the worst man-made disaster in Russia since Noble. <laughs> uh, Sazan Island's abandoned submarine base. Looks like a small little city outside of uh, I don't know where the fuck to go. Once home to the cluster of Soviet submarines, the small Albion island of Sasan has been left with an abandoned network of tunnels throughout the island. There are many defunct vessels that have also been left behind too. After the base was officially seized by the Albanian government in 1968 when it left the Warsaw uh, PACT. 
By the 90s, the Albany military had failed to replace the submarines at the Cezanne base. The whole site soon fell into dis disrepair and became unusable. Today, the site is barren, but a small town still operates on the island. There are plans to turn the site into a tourist destination due to the stunning landscape around the base. And it, to me, it looks like a place for submarines to just like pull up, but it also looks like like an airport for water for water planes to land. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. That is nice. Uh, ooh, excuse me. A U four seventy five Black Widow, Foxtrot B thirty nine. With a tugboat next to it. <laughs> huh? With a tugboat next to it. The Black Widow is an enormous attack submarine that was used to train uh, Libans, Libyans, L-I-B-Y-A-N, Indian, and Cuban personnel during the Cold War. The impressive piece of technology was commissioned by the Soviet Navy in 1967 and classed as a 641-class Soviet Project submarine. Words are hard. In 1994, the sub was officially decommissioned and sold at a private auction before being passed on to the English Museum near the Thames Barrier. It was introduced to the public in Folkestone in 1998, but has been left to slowly decay in the river Midway since then. Why did you just blow the damn thing up? Let it sink. <laughs> Put it out of its misery. Uh -oh. Come on. Oh, great. Here we go. Now my computer wants to be stupid. Hey, there we go. Foxtrot Zulu V. 5-class B-80 submarine. When we talk of a Navy attack submarine, we probably wouldn't think of parties or other social events being hosted within. But that's exactly what occurs on board the Soviet Zulu 5-class B-80 submarine. The sub was originally part of the Soviet Project 611, or for you idiots, 611, which included attacked submarines built after World War II. Now, named Foxtrot the Zulu B-80, is now stationed in Amsterdam at the Marine Time quarter after some submarine enthusiasts decided to bring it home. It was briefly used as a museum ship 
in the Dutch Navy port, but has since been used as a venue for parties and events. The inside of the sub has been stripped down for client usage. Who the fuck would want to have an event or a party on a decommissioned submarine? I don't know. Definitely not me, that's for damn sure. I'm sorry, the only thing I go in the water is the water. <laughs> Boats, submarines, aircrafts that go in water? Fuck no. <laughs> uh, let's see, the Baklava, Ukraine. Baklava has a deceptive beauty. Beneath the mountain town lies a network of hollow tunnels. These tunnels were once part of a secret Soviet submarine base in the 1950s. It was originally referred to as Object 825GTS and built so that submarines could surface without being stopped or spotted. I was going to say stopped. I'm okay. Eventually, the base became inoperative, and by 1996, I just started working that year. Huh? I just started working that year at my first job, 1996. The site was completely abandoned. It then became a Cold War Naval Museum complex where travelers and locals could learn about the Crimean War. C-R-I-M-E-A-N. It said that Russian personnel on site even trained attack dolphins to attach explosive to enemy submarines. That was me. Fucking dare you bastards using dolphins to do that shit. I well, hope they are intelligent uh, animals, mammals. Yeah, I know they are. But using the attack explosives to the enemy submarines? You bastards! Dolphins are too damn cute for that shit. I don't put them in something like that. Alright, here's another one. Object 280 is what this submarine is called, I guess. Within the aforementioned site in Baklava there was also a repair base known as Object 280. Okay, so it's a repair base, not a submarine. It was a complex that had been built as a storage unit for the site's nuclear arsenal. And these weapons were moved further into Mount Travels through the tunnel system. I wonder if they're still there. In incense, Object 280 was a tunnel used to transport equipment to the submarine base. It was an integral, if I said that right, part of Object 825 as 825's entire process or purpose was to hold submarines and maintain them in between military ventures or ventures 
It's exactly as captivating as it sounds, and there are plenty more abandoned bases like it. I wonder if they're actually haunted. Huh? I wonder if they're actually haunted. What? These bases and these submarines. I wonder if they're actually haunted. Military bases? No, submarine bases. Yeah. I wonder if they're actually haunted. Anything that... With the, with the submarines there. Maybe. Probably a re residual, though. Mm, like a tape theory. Like a tape theory, right? Huh? Like a tape theory. Like a stone tape? Like, like the Stonewall tape theory. People are wondering what I'm snacking on. Nerds. Um, no wonder she can't answer my tape, questions. Stone tape theory? Yeah. Yeah, it can fall on that line. That's why I asked that question. I was like, I wonder if they're actually haunted. It's a possibility. I would love to see that. To see if, if, if these submarine bases are haunted with stuff that can be captured and interact with people or is it just a stone tape theory where you go there you do your investigations but you get nothing anything that anything that has energy has a stone tape theory logic whether it's wood stone even metal well I know that but what I'm saying is it's like since there's two different sides of the spectrum of paranormal, yeah, you have the one side that could be the stone tape theory and doesn't interact with you whatsoever, yeah, or you have the other side which is not a non-stone tape theory, yeah, that actually interacts with you. That's why I would love to see some, someone or some group actually go to these places and see. If it's the stone tape theory, or if it's not the stone tape theory. People are wondering what I'm fidgeting with. I got my ice pack on my lower back. I should have. I should have asked that to our guest before. If he ever written a book like that, you could ever. You can always ask him. Well, whenever he can do our show again. Oh, I wasn't expecting this one. Huh? And now I don't even know how this one fits in. Bigfoot. I got scratched. What? I got scratched. It's not my nails. I don't know if anybody could see that. Turn no. the light on. No, nobody can see that. Mess. Oh, I see it right here. Yeah, nobody's going to be able to see it that way. Let's see if I can bolt my screen with you on it. Let me see. No, I no. can't even see it. Uh. I can't even see that. Well, due to the fact that I have to redo this... Uh, live video anyways afterwards 
People are wondering. It's like right here. Yeah. What I'll do is. Kind of hard for me to angle it. Yeah. Wait. Still can't see it. No, I can see it. But anyways, um, I have to redo the main part of the video anyways because I got to take off 39 from the beginning of it. But I'll take a picture of that and I'll put it at the end of this entire video once I re-put it back up. And everything. So you guys can see and let us know what do you think of it. Um, I can already tell you. Her brother's going to get... Um, yeah. Now, the next one, like I said, is Bigfoot. Mm. Don't know how this fits in. I've never heard of a submarine called Bigfoot before. <laughs> and stuff. But this is weird. Uh, our next submarine had very different purposes than our prior, prior subs. Dubbed Bigfoot. This abandoned vessel was actually built as part of a drug trafficking scheme. Oh, lovely. Name it Bigfoot and it throws everybody the fuck off. Traffickers attempted to use it to move their supply without being detected. Sure enough, it was eventually captured by law enforcement in July 2010. What? Bigfoot? The submarine called Bigfoot. Oh. In Ecuador. Hmm. <laughs> Whoa, I went a little too fast. Wasn't even knowing it. It was frequently used by Colombian drug cartels and was considered a near foolproof way of moving supplies from Colombia to Mexico to the United States. Their advanced infrared sonar and radar systems met, meant they could operate with minimal risk. For years, such subs were called Bigfoot because many doubted their existence. Why the fuck would you name a submarine Bigfoot? I don't know. I mean, we have a monster truck named Bigfoot. Supposedly, there's... Bigfoot's around here on the planet. It's called something in a suit. We have Bigfoot people that are trying to find them, <laughs> study them. They if talk about any, them. If they are real, then they're then they're elementals. Mm. They're elementals for the woods. Uh, one too many, but I don't know if I should continue reading or what. Because that one just like really threw me off. Yeah. Uh, 
I-N-S Kursua? Kursawa? I can't even say this. K-U-R-S-U-R-A. In English terms, it will be called the S-20. This underwater vessel was the fifth submarine built by the Indian Navy. I didn't even know we had Indian Navy. I don't know. The INS K-U-R-S-U-R-A S-20 had an impressive track record. During its service, the vessel traveled a distance that was greater than the diameter of the Earth. I don't think anybody knows the diameter of the Earth. These travels included international navy exercises, wartime escapades, and goodwill visits. Okay. Never knew that part. The sub was finally decommissioned in 2001 after a 31 year years of service. It has since been refurbished and converted into a public museum in good god I can't even say this name V I S A K H A P A T N A M Much of its original structure <laughs> and interior has been retained making it a must-see location if you're ever traveling through India. No wonder I can't say that name. I tell you one thing, I'm feeling something fucking with my hair. <laughs> and I got a feeling I know who it is. Oh, good lord, how the hell is this a submarine? <sighs> Here's here's the here's the name of this thing. Horse Sand Fort. It's a fucking submarine. The Horse Sand Fort is another British submarine base located near Portsmouth, England, in the Strait of Solent. It is one of the oldest structures on our list. Originally built as part of a series of forts named the Palmerston Forts. They were built in 1859 as part of a defense against a French invasion. Yeah. This damn thing looks like an oversized hockey pot Oreo cookie. But yet, it's supposed to be a submarine. I wonder how the hell they, that thing travels underwater, being a big-ass circle. Yeah, I don't know. Because the base was so well-equipped, the Royal Navy actually used it during World War II as its ready-made concrete and iron walls made for great fortification. As of 2012, the fort was purchased by AMA Zing Values or Ventures 
with plans to turn it into a his history museum. Mm. Well, I guess that gives the new thing for uh, going around in circles. Basically. Forward and backwards. <laughs> That's probably how NASCAR started was because of that submarine there being a circle. My God. That is crazy. I put my ice pack back in the freezer. Okay. I'll pop you off. P.U. Get Sound Naval Shipyard. This old shipyard is a part of the U.S. Navy known as the P.U. Get Sound Naval Shipyard and Intermittent Maintenance Facility. Located in Washington, it has been used for ship and submarine recycling spanning back to 1891. Today it holds four aircrafts, carriers, a submarine tender, and a whopping 16 submarines. All are decommissioned. There are also many other inactive vessels that have not been decommissioned and are instead Waiting for potential usage. The PSNS is currently the only shipyard facility in the U.S. that can legally recycle nuclear ships and has processed over 125 submarines, among other vessels. Damn. That is a lot. If I do say so myself. 125 submarines. Hmm. Too bad it's not a tourist attraction. I'm sure, I'm sure submarine enthusiasts would love to go there. And check them all out. Hmm. Uh, Johnson... Atoll. The Johnson Atoll was used as a military base for over 70 years and was a vulnerable playground for the U.S. military. Oh, so the military actually had their own playgrounds. Wow. They're probably like little kids. <laughs> it was first built as a bird sanctuary before being purchased by the military back in the 30s. They decided to use it as a place to repair and maintain submarines and aircrafts. Oh, so the U.S. military stole the entire place that it was supposed to be used for birds. You bastards. Taking the birds home away. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Shit, my grandfather was alive and he heard that story. Man, he'd probably flip a script and break his canes. Yeah, he would. About that. Back yeah, I got then, another one for me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Back then, over 1,000 personnel lived and worked on the atoll. 
It later became a nuclear testing facility used to store and dispose of the controversial chemical weapon known as Agent Orange. (laughs) Because of the nuclear testing, the site is still being monitored, though it is run by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services. Okay, that doesn't make any fucking sense. If it's still being monitored by the U.S. military, then how is it being monitored through the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services? U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services is like marine biology. I don't know. Sometimes I'm getting really tired of trying to figure out our military now. (laughs) I think they all just went stupid. Soviet submarine K-77. Submarine pictured below, which you guys uh, can probably see, but I don't think I can do it. Or maybe I can. Hold on. Let's see if I can do it. Ow, shit. Come on. I had it. I know. Well, goofy on me. Get up to 100 here. Yeah. That's it right there. Huh. It looks like a junkyard to me. Yeah. It says, uh, submarine picture below was a missile submarine commissioned as part of the Northern Fleet, an arm of Russian Navy dispatched to the Arctic Ocean. These Juliet-class submarines were withdrawn in 1988, but the K-77 still had life left in it. Where? It looks like a junkyard on just floating on the river, mm. or the ocean, or whatever you want to call it. It even went on to appear in the film K-19, The Widowmaker. I don't ever remember hearing about a film called that. Yeah, we don't watch films that are like military-based type of films. I know, but I just don't remember anything like that. I don't know. Eventually, the sub was... Then taken to Rhode Island, oh, my favorite vacation spot of all times, where it was to be converted into a museum by the USS Saratoga Museum Foundation. Tragically, it sank in April of 2007, (laughs) before any of these plans could happen. After its recovery, it was sent away to be scrapped. Yeah. Oh, I love when that fails on somebody. A Japanese Type A midget submarine. Looks like a fucking missile. Or a torpedo. This long, rusted structure was once part of the Japanese Navy and was a Type A midget submarine used in World War II. When Japanese forces were forced 
to retreat from the A-L-E-U-T-I-A-N islands in Alaska in 1943, they blew up their own vessels with an internal explosion, or internal explosion, sorry. This midget submarine was left abandoned on Case K-A, uh, I'm sorry, K-I-S-K-A Island. Its skeleton is the only one that remains of the original fleet and has been left on the shores of the island as an unprotected museum piece. Visitors regularly fit themselves inside the rusted frame in a bid to get as close as possible to this fantastic relic. You would not catch me sliding my ass into a rusted piece of shit. <laughs> Talk about the fucking diseases you can catch from the fucker. I would love to hear that conversation between somebody that got into this thing and their damn doctor. So well, how'd you get this infection? I flipped into a uh, old-fashioned submarine that looked like a torpedo. You're a fucking idiot. Guaranteed, I would love to see, see that conversation right there. Bunker. A-L-S-O-U, or Object 221, is located deep in the Cayman, Cayman, Cayman Mishan Mountains in Ukraine. It was once a Soviet stronghold that bore the name Protected Command Point Black Sea Fleet, or Object 221. I guess people hated just saying the full damn name and just called it Object 221. (laughs) Besides the urban subway system in KYIV, Bunker, A-L-S-O-U, is the country's largest subterranean structure. And there goes my little monkey for you guys. Quiet back there. You guys could probably see him right there. The bunker was used as a defense fort and strategic base to protect the Black Sea Command from nuclear attack. Construction was completed in 1977. Hey, the year I was born. And included four levels as well as a network of tunnels that stretched for six miles. It was also used as an emergency center for the Soviet military. Still would have bombed them. Now, the next one here looks like part of the... um... Oh, God, what the hell is it? Huh? Oh, I can't think of the damn name now. What? Uh, that harbor there. Can't remember the damn name of it. Where Ghost Adventures filmed and Omar Gosh TV did it and HTD did it as well. Oh, I don't know. Where it has that whirlpool. Oh. Where that soldier ended up after the war when he did his service to the country. I can't remember the damn name of it. Was it Hills Bar Dam, I think it was? No. Uh, Hills Bar Dam. Thank you. 
This is what the this is what the picture looks like. Like part of it was like missing. Hmm. Uh, let me pull it up. Just so Parallel sees. Right there. Oh yeah. It looks like part of the building that just got like missing. But ended up somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> uh in western I can't say that damn word. Wise Harbor, an important point uh, for cargo exchange between East and West Europe. It is the third largest port in the entire country. Though it is almost unrecognizable from its early life back in the late 1800s and early 20th century. That's, that's easy to figure out. It's under fucking water. <laughs> Very close to land, though. You can see the seashells and stuff in the rocks. <laughs> Too bad I didn't go all the way. It looks like I got out about another 20 feet, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you guys can see that first word, because I can't say it. Okay, my screen here. Life Paya. Was originally constructed between 1890 and 1906 as a naval base for Tsar. Alex Tsar. Huh? Tsar. Oh, Tsar. Okay. Alexander III of Russia. It then became a marine base for the Soviet Baltic Baltic Baltic, sorry. Fleet, home to sixteen submarines and a nuclear deposit. Now nuclear depot. Well it says deposit. I know. Now now the abandoned structures are frequently visited by tourists and artists. I think we noticed due to fact there's gemstones on the beach. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that part. That, yeah, you said for all the rocks and seashells. Yeah, I didn't see Those rocks are gemstone. Or gemstones. Huh. Beaches have many different gemstones. That's crazy. I didn't even see that part. That was pretty cool. Uh oh, I'm not doing. I'm not reading this one. It's got the word in there that I hate saying. <laughs> so instead of twenty-five, I'm skipping one. Uh, M A U N S E L L C forts in United Kingdom. These armed towers which looks like something from one of my video games, that stand in the river Thames and M-E-R-S-E-Y were special defense forts used by the British Army and Navy during World War II. They were built to be used as a backup to defend against potential submarine attacks and air raids by certain forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the other word again that I don't want to say. This site was decommissioned and the towers were emptied in the 1950s. They were later used as part of a pirate radio base in the following decade. Sorry. These days, at least one of the forts has been claimed unofficially 
by the unrecognized principality of Sealand, which sometimes visit the site by boat. Okay. Let me just take her off there so she can do what she's got to do. Because people are probably asking, what the fuck is she doing now? I don't want to know. O-L-A-V-S-V-E-R-N is the next one. The only Scandinavian site on this list is the former Royal Norwegian Navy base. It was officially decommissioned in 2008 when the entire Norwegian Navy went through restructuring process. Words are hard. The complex was built into a mountain and also housed its own submarine hangar. Which has a freaking boat in there. But they didn't just decommission it. There's Gizmo. You can see him right over here. The Norwegian Navy sold the entire base online in 2011. It was purchased by an oil rig firm for $38 million. Norwegian Corner, $4.3 million, which I believe that would be USA money. The firm is Russian-owned, and there, was, there has been some suspicion of Russian military activists or activities as alleged research vessels have been spotted at the base. Uh-huh. I see that. Probably still to this day, but who knows. Okay. P-A-V-L-O-V-S-K Bay. This dark maze of tunnels was built to be a nuclear shelter for Soviet Union submarines. However, the military project was reportedly abandoned after 20 years of construction. Despite the efforts, the shelter never had a chance to be used. As a result, the two large tunnels remained untouched for years to come. Looks like you kind of got to drive through both sides. The water in the tunnels has since mostly frozen over. But the structure itself is believed to be half a mile deep. Although they could serve as a canal for submarines to travel through, it is almost impossible to get in the base because of strict security surrounding the premises. Ah, so it's another area fucking 51 crack, crack monkeys. Let's see, S-I-M-U-S-H-I-R Island. This island is in the form of a chain dormant volcanoes and was believed to be a secret submarine base for a Soviet unit during the Cold War. Using explosives, they managed to make big channels in the C-A-L-D-E-R-A, 
for submarines to go to or submarines to go in and out today the land that once was home to thousands of people lies in ruins yes sure does the island can be scary in some ways but it's also very fascinating very few people have visited the so-called outdoor museum that is currently a place unlike any other however a trip for the brave hearted can offer unique views of the volcano and surrounding beaches I don't see a volcano in this picture that's for damn sure another one it's called BRDY I want to I want to say birdie but I don't think that's the right name saturated in the Czech Republic a small red army base was formed by BRDY a massive mountain range for several decades this military area was closed to the public and caused a great deal of controversy Ultimately, with the army cost-cutting, the use of BRDY mountains decreased. Looks like helicoptering landing parts. There were even attempts to use the space for an American radar system. I could see that. But no official steps were taken. And the area's central part was left under restricted military status. However, it was temporarily loose to house outdated Czech currency and even a makeshift holding area for the remains of 4,000 German soldiers from World War II. Sound like a prison. Camp Dunlap. The former United States Marine Corps, hoorah to the boys out there and the women, base was a training facility during World War II, but now it's just a ghost town. Ooh. During its peak in the 1940s, the camp housed a laboratory for testing how well concrete survived in the harsh Sonoran desert climate but by the end of World War II the government had shut down operations today the base has numerous concrete slabs and has since gained the nickname slab city <laughs> for people attracted by experiencing life outside mainstream society Camp Dunlamp or Dunlap sorry is an excellent place to visit guests can enjoy the unique atmosphere plus fun and adventurous activities like paragliding thank you with the paragliding crap 
Because if the dead place is a ghost town, guess what? You paraglide in there, you're dead. <laughs> That's just me. Decommissioned submarines at HMNB Davenport. The Guz. The Guz is a military graveyard site located just outside of Plymouth, England. It's an incredible site with one deadly marine crafts lined up in a row, in a row or rows along the shoreline. Each hulking submarine was once part of a nuclear fleet used in Britain's Royal Navy Cold War defense system. To me, it looks like genocide's fucking speed bumps in water. The British military needed somewhere to store these obsolete technology, but many local residents aren't happy with the abandoned base. Most of the rusted submarines still have nuclear engines still intact. As a result, many are worried that radioactive waste materials may leak out of the crafts and damage the surrounding areas. I would agree with them. These idiots that store these things here should have removed the nuclear engines out. And this way here, they can be used as museums. Dumbasses. I, I would literally make a huge-ass partition and have those things removed out of those damn subs. Huge partition. Go to your counselors or whoever you have, wherever you live in that, where those ships are, or submarines. Get a big partition and have them freaking remove the damn things. Uh, Hera, submarine base in uh, Estonia. If I said that right, E-S-T-O-N-I-A. This abandoned site was put to good use for four decades as a submarine base used by the Soviet Union. These days, it's more notable for its bright graffiti art and the crumbling structure that's been left behind. It was built in the 1950s during the Soviet occupation of Estorna and ceased operations in 1991. It's hard to imagine that hundreds of military personnel once walked these grounds, monitoring sensors and other electronics in the nearby water. In 1989, many people joined together to dismantle the military base in peaceful protest of the Soviet occupants. After the collapse of the USSR, Soviet forces finally withdrew. Fort ORD. Fort ORD is in the Pacific Ocean and it was known as the Jewel of the United States Army. Once, this was the most beautiful army base because of its highest or highs and rich forest. And today, it's just another abandoned place. However, 
If you are willing to visit Fort ORD, you can see how the buildings have changed over time. And the picture they have up here looks like it has a pool in it. Looks trashed. Graffiti all over the place. And looks like most of the windows were busted out. From the moment visitors step through the gates, they're welcomed by the nature that creeps through the streets. But be careful. Some of the facilities still contain harmful substances. If this is up your alley, the secret of Fort ORD organized or organizes an annual tour that provides a detailed outdoor history lesson for the military base. Holy crap! Sorry, I'd just rather see it through uh, like Google Map or something or a 360. That's not a problem. Or a virtual thing. Yeah. FOB. F-O-B. Forward Operating Base. Which stands for F-O-B. Is an American military base. It was built to support the strategic and tactical goals of the Army. If you are unfamiliar with these kinds of facilities, they usually contain a hospital, airfield, or similar accommodations. Not only that, but they are built to last in the long term. Right. FOB's job was mainly to provide backup support to the main operating bases. But these large camps have a tendency to rack up expensive bills. And in addition, they can leave an extensive environmental footprint. While most remain in operation, there are some which have been taken out of commission. No wonder the economy sucks. There's the biggest answer of all. That's where the fucking money's been going to, and that's why we have a death for budgeted up our asses. Greenham Common. As a former Royal Air Force Base, or Air Force Station, Greenham Common was yet another base for nuclear weapons. People worldwide also known it for a protest in the 1980s when it was called Greenham Common Women's Peace Camp. While the demonstration itself was held at the gates, the park became associated with the, with the movement. Now, looking at this building, I can go two ways with it. First way, it looks like a freaking prison for dumb bitches that do stupid things and they don't have a fucking brain cell. The other one, it looks like um, kind of like an airport uh, building and everything for special high-tech equipment planes back then. 
That's what the thing looks like to me. Hundreds of women attended the protest to express opposition to the British government's decision to allow cruise missiles to be stored there. After the protest, the camp was disbanded. Today, people can visit Greenham and enjoy the view of nature while walking and drinking a coffee. Or they can take a virtual tour. Would you want to take a nature view while walking and drinking coffee of this place? I sure wouldn't. Virtual tour? Yes. I could sit right here on my ass and drink my coffee right here while I'm looking at a virtual tour. But actually being there with a cup of coffee and walking through this place? No, thank you. My coffee might start radiating and I'll probably get like superpowers or something. Uh, let's see. The Forbidden City is located in Germany, and it was the biggest Soviet military camp during the Cold War. It was abandoned over time, but it remained important for the military, even after the war, because it was left behind with military hospitals, barracks, and stables. It almost looks like the building in West, Western West Virginia. Just the front of it. Except if you take out the clock. If you're a history buff, then this place may be right up your alley. You can even get a tour through the bunkers. There is also a museum with detailed information about the history of the Forbidden City and for book lovers, a.k.a. you bookworm nerds. The Bunker Shop will offer different kinds of literature about military history. wants to be stupid Swiss military bunkers what the hell just happened now the thing is saying that the page is screwed don't know why Swiss military bunkers thousands of bunkers stand in Switzerland's mountains back in the heat of European conflict the Swiss military dished out a lot of money to build a string of comprehensive defense structures. By 1945, the military had spent the equivalent of $10 billion on the project. The bunker still stands today and are open to tourists. Yeah, if you like walking underneath a mountain, from museums to hotels and private houses, visitors can choose depending on their tastes. By giving a second life to the bunkers, they also became a topic of Switzerland's national curiosity. 
The Bunker's story continued to captivate aspiring explorers and large crowds of visitors. Ooh, my neck. That is the last one for that story. Yay! Oh my goodness. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show tonight. It is 10 o'clock. And I'm still kind of drained out. We all have to do the herbs and stuff next time then, because I mentioned I would start that. Well, how many do you have there for it? It's a full fucking list. Okay, then go for it. Hang on. Will you stop? (laughs) Man, you hate it when you do that to me. Bite my head off when I do it. I was doing a Jeopardy theme since I can't That's find the damn point. thing anymore. Well, you oh, can wow. explain to Scratch. Military honor and encourage you United States Marine Corps men's ring by the Bradford Exchange for $99.99. What is wrong with that one, I wonder? Abandoned theme parks nobody will visit again. Well, let's do that story. This one should be interesting. Although a lot of people like to uh, visit places like that and see if they're haunted. Yeah. What happens when the fun stops is the first category. Is there anything creepier than a frozen Ferris wheel or a creaking roller coaster track? That is a question. At these abandoned theme parks, there's no fun to be had. I beg to differ on that one. There's plenty of fun in a park like that. If you go ghost hunting. Uh, at these abandoned park theme parks there's no fun to be had some were left to rot and ruin after natural disasters I think any theme park that has an open space would be a national disaster when bad storms come don't know why they would say something like that what Others suffer nuclear, catastrophic, or financial struggle. Yeah, that normally happens in something like that. Boomers. D-A-N-I-A Beach, Greater Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, we got to go to the fucking stupid state. The hurricane, a 100-foot-tall, 30-meter wooden roller coaster, was the main attraction at Boomers Park in D-A-N-I-A Beach. It was the longest wooden roller coaster in Florida, 
when it first opened in 2000. And although it was part of the Boomers Park, it was owned and operated independently. It was shut down by its operators in 2011. So it ran for 11 years. With the owners citing business reasons, it thought it's thought the humid climate in Florida made maintaining the roller coaster unadvisable. Well, yeah, I can kind of see that. If it's made out of wood, I could see that. Anything else? Uh, if it was metal, I don't think so, but I know roller coasters because I love them to death. And I've always dreamed of operating a roller coaster, which was fun. Yeah. But it's a two different sideways for roller coaster when it comes to weather. Uh, spring and summer. Spring's usually a nice time when the park opens up and the roller coasters work properly if it's wood. But then you have to factor in the weather. It's like, okay, how hot is it going to get? Is it going to affect the wood? Is it going to affect the coaster itself? That is a huge flip-flop seesaw trying to figure out what the fuck. When it rains, you should not be on a fucking roller coaster at all. Unless the roller coaster is made with water underneath it, fine. If it's metal, well, metal may tend to expand, depends on what type of material the metal is. If it's just solid metal and it's wet, don't go on it. Yeah, that's common if sense. If there's rain, it's not good. There's no rain and the weather is like perfect, like 60, 65 degrees. It'll be perfect to go on a roller coaster. Yeah. I finally got my chance to work on a a roller coaster at Riverside Park in Agawa, Massachusetts. And it was called the Thunderbolt. That was a pretty good coaster. Finally got my dream to come true, and I operated a thing, and every freaking person that was in the line and on the coaster enjoyed what I did for them. I made their fucking day. They kept on, got off, go go back in line, stand there for like hours on end, come back, go on, and go through it again, keep doing it, doing it, doing it, until the damn park closed. My brother. I was like, what the fuck? My brothers were doing it, you got irritated. (laughs) Then after that, um, I was hoping to do it for Halloween. Yeah. No, never could. I was like, son of a bitch. I was pissed. They put me on the elevator. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) You want to repeat what you just said? You're going to go on the elevator starting October 1st to November 1st. (laughs) <laughs> we're extending Halloween for 32 days. Really? Yep. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know how many people I made piss their pants or shit themselves for what I did. 
But it was fucking fantastic. And I had people keep coming back for 32 freaking days. From October 1st to November 1st. Due to the fact that October only has 31 days in it. And Halloween's usually the 31st. We went one day extra. And holy crap, everybody loved it. Good night, Gloria. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, Come on. Oh. Night, Gloria. Okay, that was at seven minutes after ten. I got put on the elevator, and oh, boy, I had everybody coming back after they pissed themselves and shit themselves. <laughs> of course, when there was a few pregnant people, I'm like, shit, I can't do it. And I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, why are pregnant people going on this ride? Do they not understand that the drop itself is a lot faster than going up? You think people fucking listen to the fucking things where you should not ride this ride if you got this, 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 and this? So technically it wouldn't fall on you if they gave birth to their kid there. Or their water broke on it. Because <laughs> they already knew the risks. That would be a hell of a Halloween present <laughs> for everybody below. Good thing I was shielded, though. I had windows all the way around me, so I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Man, I miss those times. I even I even miss that fucking ride now. But I did hear that um, Six Flags did get rid of it. And, and put in something new. Bastards. Well, I've actually said this... My brothers Richie and Alex, they agreed. Mainly Richie, though. The uh, Twilight Zone version in MGM in or- in Orlando is way fucking better than fucking Hellevator. Well, that's because they don't have me operating it. I was talking about the graphics and not realizing, oh, you're gonna drop! <laughs> Dude, in fact, looks like you're watching a freaking mini uh, show. <laughs> yeah, then you big reveal. Oh shit! <laughs> literally, I lost count how many times Dad pissed his droids for that. <laughs> mm. uh, we're gonna stay in Boomers here. Uh, the rest of the park stayed open, attracting visitors to its colorful mini golf course yeah. and arcades until April 2015. When the park was closed to make way for development. Okay. Still continuing in boomers in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. However, once closed, the park laid dormant for a long enough dormant for long enough to let the vegetation take over a little. Yeah. While several plans to demolish the roller coaster and the buildings on site were made over the years, it wasn't until recently that a new development started taking shape. Now called D-A-N-I-A Point, it's a 102-acre space with offices, luxury apartments, Retail stores and restaurants. Doesn't point. Doesn't surprise me. Okay, I'm ready. And that was it for that one. Now, 
That has to suck for people that went to that theme park and everything until 2015 and they had to shut down. Developers don't care. They're paid to do that shit. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying that, you know, this theme park was operating all the way up to 2015 and shit just changed. I wonder how many people were pissed by that. Because mm-hmm. it was, it was, I would say it was probably the closest thing for an amusement park instead of traveling to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. For the theme parks up there or anywhere else in Florida. I would have to feel bad for those people. Anywho, uh, now to the uh, witchcraft knowledge of magical uses of herbs. Take notes and pay attention, people. You asked for it. I ain't teaching. I'm just giving people the knowledge so they can do whatever they want. Um, see, herb names start, th- start with Acea. No, wait. Bless you. Shut up. Asakia. Okay, its uses. Protection. Psychic and spiritual enhancement. Money. Platonic love. Um, I don't know about the platonic love part. What? <laughs> Look up platonic love, because I'm not looking for that. Or looking that up. It sounds like a disease. It's a type of uh, love thing. Platonic, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. I know, but if you think about it, it sounds like a disease. Platonic, the last you have the time, word love with it. The last time I ever heard anything that had the word platonic in it was Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. The only time I've ever heard of platonic. Yeah. I've heard I mean, of platonic, platonic love, yeah, that is basically um, for wanting sexual desire mm. it, with somebody. The only time I ever heard that word it was for a bomb. And that was by the Germans. Well, That was in history class. Well, uh, from how my godfather, uh, Damon, taught me, Platonic love is um, to bring is basically sexual desire uh, for whoever wants whoever to have sex with, mm. and it's also for friendship. Use to. Uh, it's also used to anoint candles and censers and to consecrate chests or boxes that hold ritual tools. I, my head just automatically went Dibbick! 
No, you just went, eh. No, I did the break noise. I went, Err. Consecrating chests or boxes that hold ritual tools or rituals, rituals, ritualistic. My head automatically went, Dibbic box. That's considered you a consecrated box that someone did a ritual for in. Yeah. On. Yeah, and I think I still like to know if there's more than one. I was just about to say you. We heard something about that, and then that's when you threw out that question. Yeah. How many divot boxes are there compared to what we saw when Paralor was in the hospital and we were watching the paranormal caught on camera when they were talking about the divot box? Yeah, but the divot box that was shown isn't what's in Zach's museum. Right. That's why I'm still wondering, is there just that one? Except his was different. His Dybbuk box was way different than what was on uh, that show that we saw in the hospital. That one had a little bit more design to it. One thing I um, remember looking up up Dybbuk box... Dibic boxes are basically made out of wood. Right. Actually, hard wood that's formed into a chest. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, mostly done by Jewish. Right. I mean, there's, I think there's other religions that um, did that, too. Um, but... Um, the one that was shown in Paranormal Con on camera did fact technically I being an empath I could see shit and I could feel it even if it's on fucking TV. I felt that type of energy to it, but it's not as strong as the one Zach has. Right. Even though Zach's second live Halloween episode I'm screaming at the fucking TV. <laughs> Open the fucking box! You said you're gonna open it! Mm-hmm. We were watching it on TV, and we were watching it on the laptop. I was still saying, Through open Facebook. the fucking box. Through Facebook, and she was yelling at the TV and at the uh, laptop when I was yeah. watching it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it funny as hell. I actually remember saying, on to the fucking TV. Which, I actually still say to this day... I said this before, but more now. Hike up your fucking skirt, Zach, and fucking open it. She seriously did. She said it to the TV and to the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that, that that's a question for tonight. How many divot boxes are actually out there compared to the paranormal caught on camera TV show? And I ain't talking I about the know shit. That. I ain't talking about the so-called gimmick boxes that you can buy on eBay. Yeah. Because those are just cardboard. That ain't wood. No. Uh, okay. But with with Zach's gimmick box, though, it didn't... I noticed one thing, though, to what I saw Sunday night or early Monday morning. Yeah. When we were still at the hospital. The gimmick box on TV did not have a drawer. No. When Zach got his gimmick box... 
It was nothing but straight. He had a drawer. No, he had a drawer. Yeah. Before you actually open up the doors of the Devic box. Yeah. Well, finishing to see it. Akasia. Um, use. You can use. Use it in incense. Uh, to promote a meditative state, which means to put yourself, basically, it's also for putting yourself in what's considered a trance. Aconite. Use aconite as a magical wash for ritual tools and space. Whereas an amulet for protection This makes me laugh. From vampires and werewolves. <laughs> uh, me and one of my brothers are energy vampires. That doesn't repel us. <laughs> you know, before you said it made it, it makes me making you laugh and everything, your yeah. face, as I looked at it over the laptop <laughs> with one eye and yeah. my other eye still on the laptop uh, camera of yours. Yeah. Your face went two different directions. Huh? Your face went two different directions. Well, I did move like this on my chair. No, 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 no. When you stopped yourself for a yeah. few seconds and I like one eye up, one, one eye still here. Yeah. Your face was about to laugh through one eye. Through the other eye, through here, you were about to say something totally different <laughs> and bash the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. How the hell my eyes just do that? <laughs> well, when it comes to witchcraft and knowing the herbs and stuff like that with their uses, I know not to make... F uh, like to try, I know not to trash it. Uh, and of course, this is a note. Poisonous. Do not consume. Which means you burn it, or you use the oil when you're cleansing it. Something. You don't, you can't eat it or drink it. It will Ew. kill you. <laughs> Ew. Which, uh. It probably also give you the shits, too. No, it'll straight know. up kill you. Aconite is actually also called Wolvesbane and Monk's Hood. <laughs> Sounds like a mud flap you'll find on a Ford. <laughs> Acorn. Good luck, protection, wisdom, and personal power. A dried acorn is an excellent natural element for keeping a youthful appearance. Uh, which is another form of saying earth. Earth is dirt, wood, Leaves. 
leaves in a bush. <laughs> leaves on a bush. <laughs> Adam and Eve root. Yes, this is a root, dear. Principally, it's used by lovers. One lover carries the Eve root, and the other lover carries the Adam root. This keeps your lover true to you and discourages rivals. Carry both roots in a small bag at all times for attraction to bring a love to you or a marriage proposal. Which was, which is what came out of my mother's mouth down in Florida. I laughed so hard I fell over on the fucking porch chair onto the porch. And no less than two seconds later, Richie falls on me laughing. <laughs> Adder's tongue. Which means it stops gossip and slander. Promotes healing. Sacred to serpent goddesses. Used in divination, healing magic, lunar magic, and dream magic. Also called dogtooth violet. <laughs> <laughs> dogtooth violet, that's a new one. <laughs> well, the adder's tongue... Uh... To kind of use an example, there, not sure what season it was in, but it was in uh, one of the episodes in the show Salem, where the cut, where they cut used uh, the head of something to cut the tongue out, and the person per, using it as a spell to cut out someone's tongue in the show to stop them from speaking. African Violet Spirituality Protection and Healing Wear an amulet for protection Keep in the home to increase spirituality Frequently burned as incense During the Spring Equinox Sabbath Agar Agar I didn't stumble That's Literally, what the root, what the herb is, and I'll also be able to tell you if it's a cooking in cooking herb or not. Uh, agar agar promotes joy and success, attract opportunities, and blessings to the household. Mix. Mix it with fast luck powder and rub on hands before playing bingo or other games of chance. <laughs> Which would explain why Alex kept getting pissed every time I beat him in a card game. <laughs> he probably kicked my ass too for knowing, for knowing how to do that against him. <laughs> That, and he was a, f a fanatic for cheating. Which, 
Richie kind of gave me the hint. Hey, use the agar agar. <laughs> <laughs> Agrimony is what's used to overcome fear and inner blockages. Dispelling negative emotions. Also used for reversing spells. Sew it into a dream pillow with mugwort for best results. Can also be used as a wash or oil to increase the effectiveness of all forms of healing rituals. Wards off evil entities and poison. If it wards... Okay, it wards off most entity, most evil entities, but not when evil entities are fucking living human. I know that from fucking experience. Uh, Agu. Um, is for protection. And hex breaking. Used in amulets to, to protect against evil. Mix with incense and burn to break a hex that has been placed on you. Which is also called agu root and agu weed. Sounds like a bad spaghetti sauce. <laughs> Alder associated with divination, music, poetry, wind magic, weather magic, teaching, and decision making. Also used in rituals of death and dying to provide protection for the deceased. Alfalfa. <laughs> Rugrats! Um, actually, alfalfa is uh, little rascals. That's right. <laughs> that, and it's actually a cooking herb. It's a spice, which you actually have to get at the produce section, because they don't carry it in a bottle. <laughs> Money, prosperity, anti-hunger. Put it in a small jar in the cupboard or pantry to ward off poverty and hunger. Burn it in a cauldron and use the ashes in amulets for protection from hunger and poverty. Also called lucerine, buffalo herb, and purple medic. That's purple medic, not pur purple haze. Alkanet um, is for purification and prosperity. Also protects from snake bites and helps ease fears of snakes. Um, not so sure if that's actually true or not. Because one of the few things my brother Alex was afraid of outside of Anything Chucky related, including my laugh. <laughs> he had a fear of snakes. Nobody in my family is afraid of snakes. I'm not afraid by most of them, except for okay, maybe except for boas and anacondas, because they'll fucking strangle you. 
burns. It can. It is also mainly burns, or bleh. Take a drink of stubble first time, and I'm about to have a sip of my Pepsi. Ugh. I wonder if that would work with flying. Flying? Yeah. Because you know me. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. I hate boats, and I'm afraid of flying. Well, you don't really hate boats if someone pays you. Smoky yeah, as long as... G- you told that to Smokey Jin. Yeah, as my long as it doesn't float away. wrestling promoter. Yeah, as long and, as it doesn't float away. Well, he asked you to kind of be like the driver of the boat he was having me do for the storyline. For a storyline. You said, hell no. And he goes, I'll give you two grand. Where's the sunglasses and where's the boat? Exactly what you said. <laughs> well, if it comes to money, yeah. <laughs> That's a different thing. For But if I-, I don't get paid, I don't like boats. <laughs> and I definitely don't like flying. I have a fear of, fl- of flying. Well, Akinet, um, it's outside of purifica- purification and prosperity. It's mainly protecting protects the individual from snake bites and ease fear of snakes in general. I've come across anything yet about flying yet, but I I know there is one. Okay. Burn it, it's burned as an incense to replace negativity with positive influence. Which is something that Richie and Alex kept getting on your ass about. Because <laughs> a lot of times you'd smoke negative. They've told you, keep that up, it's going to reverse on her. It's just the way I see things. That's the only thing that those two did not realize. <laughs> Until it actually slapped them in their little tiny little nutsacks. <laughs> well, Richie blocked your hit. Alex just took it head on. No, it's like, I also, if somebody puts a situation to me, yeah, and I think about it, I always think that it's not going to work because it's going to be bad, uh-huh. and I see it that way. I see the negativity into it. You have yours over there? And it actually worked on the both of them. One, for Richie, it was, I don't remember the whole thing, but I think he was in the kitchen trying to cook, and he ended up burning himself and fire caught. And I told him, don't do that. But that wasn't It's Richie. not going to work. That wasn't Richie, because Richie was in the living room with me. That was Alex. Because no, at the no, time... No, no, no. Alex was with me working on a car. Well, it wasn't Richie in, in the kitchen, because he was with me. And with, with Alex... He was going to try to hook up a wire from the battery to a jumper in the car. And I said, don't do it. It's not going to work. You're going to hurt yourself. He, he told me, stop being negative, because I knew it was going to happen. That's Sad. why I always think negatively. The next thing you hear, boom! He's about 155 yards away from the garage in a damn car smoking with his hair. (laughs) 
And I told him, don't do that. He blew up the entire engine and blew the block into parts. Right when that fire in the kitchen happened. Well, like I said, Richie wasn't in the kitchen. And he I knew me. the negative was there. Well. And when that happened, both of them were like, you're fucking right. Yeah. They thought they had big nut sacks and went tiny. Because <laughs> I was right. <coughs> That's why I think the way I think. You can say something to me. I'll listen to it. Automatically, ding, negative part. And I tell you positively, go try it. Yep, like I a said. A week later, you were right. It didn't work. Ta-da! Like I said, though, Richie was with me outside, in the back, in the fucking pool. The one in the kitchen was Adam. <laughs> that was Adam? Adam in the fucking kitchen. Richie was with me in the pool. Last he didn't want to get out of the pool. Neither did I. Last I knew, Richie was supposed to cook dinner. Yeah, wasn't even dinner and he, time. And he told me that I'm going to make this type of dinner. I'm going to use this type of seasonings in it. That wasn't Richie. And I said, okay, but I'm going to warn you, don't try it. Because you're going to you're going to burn yourself and you're going to burn down the damn kitchen. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't right, Richie. Right at that point, that was no. That was the last thing I knew he was going to do. Yeah. Okay. That's all I knew. He said he was going to cook dinner. He was going to use this, this, and this to make dinner. And I told him, okay, not a problem. But with this, 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 do not do it. Something bad's going to happen to you. Right when that kitchen fire started, and Alex and I were working on the car, and he hooked up the battery of the car. To another thing. Yeah. Right there at both spots, he goes 155 yards flying with his hair still on fire. <laughs> the kitchen fire started at the same exact time as he's flying 155 yards. That wasn't. And I'm like, I told these two idiots. I told them the negativity and what happened. One goes flying, kitchen fire. I know. All in the same day at the same exact time. Yeah, but you took a double look because you saw Richie in the pool with me. No, I took a double look to see where the fuck he was. Yeah. Where where um, Alex landed. Yeah. Freaking crash landed right right into Richie at the pool. <laughs> that's why I took a double look. Like, holy shit. And I, I call it, that's why I think <laughs> negative. Because if, if I think ne- negatively, yeah, it comes out positive. If I think positive, it's going to fuck me up. Or fuck up another person. Well, dealing with the issues I'm dealing with, that's what he said to you. Now do you see what I was talking about? Now she's doing it. She's turning into me. Uh, let's see. Next. Oh, wait. Uh, the Alkanet is also called Enchusa Dyer's Bug Loss. Orcanet, it's Spanish boglet, boglas. Allspice! Is that an herb? Or is it a cooking spice? Allspice? There's a reason I'm saying this, because 
Um, you well, wanted to co- relearn. In my cooking class, I know that um, like all different spices into one big container. Yeah. Is it an herb? You use it for herb, and, for herb and, and the, magic. In the other side, cooking? in the other side, for female witches. Not just females, also males. Not a whole lot of males I know that use that stuff. I know it's tool. more. It's more females that I know of. Usually use it for like a spell or a ritual. <laughs> of course, in, in the female side, it, they got so many multiple different different ways of using that stuff. Yes, we do. Allspice is a cooking cooking herb. Yeah. However, ding one for me. It is also used in as a magic herb. Not just females use it, so don't males. I know two of them. Well, then I was right on both parts, except you said males, so... Yeah, females I, I, use I've, it as well as the males. And like I said, I've never seen a warlock male use that type of stuff. Until you saw my brothers using it. I never even saw your brothers use it. And they and one of them could tell you that. Yeah. I've only that seen That one's dead. I've only No, that's the one that's alive. <laughs> <coughs> I've um, only used it for cooking, and I know in the witch side they use it as, you know, whatever they need to do. And they well, also cook with it too. Well, allspice um, is basically for money, luck, healing, and obtaining uh, obtaining treasure. Provides added determination and energy to any spells and charms. Burn crushed. Allspice to attract luck and money. Use in herbal baths for healing. Allspice is also called Jamaica pepper. Not Jamaican pepper, Jamaica pepper. Almond. That, I can tell you, is a... something that goes in... is a food spice... As well as a fucking peanut, and I'm allergic to that. And it's also for magic. Uh, almond uh, for wisdom, money, fruitfulness, and prosperity. It invokes the healing energy. Of the deities. Provides magical help for overcoming dependencies and addiction. Associated with Candlemas and Beltine. Carry, you can carry it, wear it, or use as incense to attract abundance. Also called Greek Nuts. I'm going to say that again. Greek nuts <laughs> and shakad. 
Aloe. Is it an herb? Or is it a lotion? Both. Very good. Let's see. Aloe. Although in the cooking department, I don't know how the hell that would be used. It's not. Or how it was even formed to be used in in cooking. It's... I've never seen anybody use aloe in food. Aloe is something you find in lotion as well as shampoos and freaking soaps. Aloe is for protection and luck. Place on the grave of a loved one to promote peaceful energy. Thought to relieve loneliness and assist with success. Hang it in the home to attract luck and protection for those who live there. Grow in the home to provide protection from household accidents. Burn on the night of a full moon to bring a new lover by the new moon. Aloe is also called burn plant and medicine plant. Althea root. Burn or place in a satchel to bring protection. Calm an angry person. And aid psychic powers. Keep on the altar or burn on candles to attract good spirits. Half the time, the magic Alex fucking was... Uh, doing, uh, Richie had a, had a, had, was highly against, especially bringing me into it. I lost count how many, how many times those two got into fucking fist fights. Allison, for protection and moderating anger, protection. Amaranth for healing, summoning spirits, healing broken hearts, protection from bullets, and invisibility. That, I can tell you, is an herb for magic. As well as Alcium and Althea root. What were you going to say? You said protection against bullets? Yeah. That, I can tell you, that doesn't do anything. I've been shot before. I don't even think that's actually true. I don't know. To be honest with you. I think that part in there is just uh, made up bullshit. Maybe it is protection for bullets for certain people. I don't know. I know I've been shot. That's just by my personal preference of that. I know. I think that part in, in that is all bullshit. Amber is for protection from harm, outside influences, and psychic attacks, mental clarity and focus, transforming negative energy to positive energy. Ambergris enhancing dreams in psychic ventures. Attracting men.
some ways, I wonder if he used that on me. No. <laughs> you got set up it's to get joke. me. It's a joke. It was a joke. God <laughs> damn her. <laughs> I know it was a joke. I was just messing with you. In reality, you got set up with me. <laughs> By dingle da and dingle do. <laughs> you know, we're just going to say, shut up, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for that to happen. Anna Moan. I'm going to say it again in case people thought I stumbled. Anna Moan. For healing and protection. Angelica. Yeah, it's spelled as one of the actual names for Angelica for uh, for a person. But Angelica, it is an herb for ma for magic. Very powerful protection herb. Protects against negativity and attracts positive energy. Creates a barrier against negative energy. Use in healing or exorcism incenses. Scatter for purification, protection, and uncrossing. Add to incense to promote healing or to the bath to remove curses, hexes, or spells. Also thought to promote temperance, which means calm energy. Sprinkle ground herb in the shoes to prevent tiredness and weakness. I don't know about that. Sprinkle around the outside perimeter of the home for protection and exorcism. Burn to bring a lost love back to you. Also called Master Wart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I figured you were going to laugh at that. <laughs> You're not the only one that laughed at that. Richie did too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Archangel. Garden Angel. Angelica Root. Anise. Is that a magic herb? Or is that a cooking herb? Never heard of it, so I'm lost. It's both. You could put anise in tea, food, what any uh, anything you eat or drink. And it's a magic herb. You okay, anise used to help ward off the evil eye, which what I call the death stare. When somebody uh when as example, there is a certain glare my brother Richie would use every time he was around a guy that he didn't know that was around me. Um, find happiness and stimulate psychic ability. Fill a sleep pillow with an ease. Seed. I'm going to say that again. For people who are a little slow. With a knees, fill a sleep pillow. Basically, what you put your head on to sleep. 
with anise seed to prevent disturbing dreams. Trust me, that don't work when you're an empath and you get visions in your sleep that are disturbing. Use to invoke Mercury and Apollo. People who don't know a Mercury and Apollo, they may, people may consider them at Mercury as a planet and Apollo as uh, as a set of stars in the sky. Mercury and Apollo are gods. Gr gr uh, Anise is also great for aromatherapy. Use in purification baths with bay leaves. With bay leaves is an herb, and it's also something to use in food. A sprig of anise hung on the bedpost will restore lost youth. Use in protection and meditation incenses. Also called aniseed, anise, anise, anise seed. I say anise, but it's actually called anise. The e sometimes throws some people off. It does to me too at times. Apple. Incense or food? Well, we've had insect sticks of apple. Yeah. And it's also food. Very good. And it can be used in cooking. Very good. For magic? Three ways. Well, actually, incense... Incense, anything that has the apple scent in it is magic use. That you burn, like candles, incense, that's magic use. But yeah, magic use and food. Apple... The apple scent, the apple herb for love, garden magic, which would be considered green, green witch that use herbs and other stuff for when they cook or whatever they decide to use it for. Immortality, friendship, and healing. Place seven apple seeds in a bag with orris root to attract sexual love. Shithead tried that on me one night. I laughed my another time. I laughed my ass off. Use in rituals to give honor to gods and goddesses for fertility, of fertility. Considered the food of the dead. Which is why Samine is called the Feast of Apples. Symbolizes the soul and is burnt on Samine. Some people call it Samhine. It's Samine. In honor of those who will be reborn in the spring. When doing a house blessing, cut an apple in half. Eat half and put the other half outside of the home as an offering. 
also called Fruit of the, Fruit of the Underworld, Fruit of the Gods. Uh, that's actually Ambrosia. So that's a little bit wrong there. Ambrosia is Fruit of the Gods. Silver Burrow, Silver Branch, Tree of Love. Apricot, Herb for Magic, Cooking Herb. Or for uh, magic or or for cooking. Or both. I know apricot could be used for cooking. Yeah. But I don't know about the other side. It's both. Apricot uh, promotes love. One of the one of the things that promotes love. Add leaves and flowers of the apricot to love satchels or carry apricot pits, which is the seed, the the core, to attract love. Well, that's why I said I only know it for cooking, but I didn't know the other side of it. I know. That's why I said what I said, and now I know. Yeah. Arabic gum. I'm out on this one. Prote- uh, deals with protection, psychic and spiritual enhancement, money... Also platonic love, as well as friendship. Used to anoint candles and censers, and to consecrate chests or boxes that hold rituals, or ritual tools. Use an incense to promote a meditative state. Um, I know I said that for Asasia, which starts off the, the name and, as well as the uses, but in case some people were wondering if it's different from that. No, it's basically the same thing. Also called called Asia Asakia Gum Arabic Arnica flowers. That I can st- tell you is a straight up herb for magic. Increases psychic powers. Yeah, if you're born with it. Arrow root. That is a magic herb. For purification and healing, can be used as a substitute for graveyard dust. Graveyard dust would be what's called the soil. Ash. Outside of that, coming out of a volcano, 
Ash is actually used as a magic herb ingredient. Uh, Ash for sea spells, magic, rituals, image, magic, invincibility, protection from drowning, general protection, and luck. Burning an ash log at Yule, basically what I celebrate, but I've done that coming 11 years to December, brings prosperity. The leaf of this plant is used for spiritual safety. Place one tablespoon of ash leaves in a bowl of water in the bedroom overnight. Then toss out in the morning. Doing this daily is said to prevent illness. Okay. As a foe, Tita, for protection and banishing negativity, be forewarned that this herb is powerful, but has an awful smell when burned. It's also called Devil's Dung. Name its terms, Devil's Shit. <laughs> And food of the gods. You. Asparagus. You. Herb or food? <laughs> I haven't seen it as a herb, but I know it's a food, and it's nasty. The fucking vegetable. <laughs> Asparagus. It is a magic herb because of the root. People use asparagus for magic due to the fact it mainly promotes male sex magic. The, the root of it, which is the stem, not where the food not where the leaves is, but the stem is what's used in rituals. So that is an herb as well as for food. Aspen, eloquence, clairvoyance, healing, and anti-theft. Plant in your garden for protection against thieves. That is a magic herb. That is an herb for magic, mainly. Aster is for love. Also called China Aster, Michaelmas, or Michaelmas, Daisy, or Starwort. <laughs> not Starburst, not Stardust, Starwort. Astragalus root, mainly a magic herb. Protection and energy. Avocado. Or avocado, however you want to fucking pronounce it. I call it Bleh! for food. It is an herb, a magic herb, 
when someone uses it, uses the avocado itself to absorb it. Basically, they eat it. So it's both at the same time. Avocados basic uh, pr principles, love, lust, and beauty. Also used for sex magic. Also called a hua cult, nope, a hua cottle, alligator pear, and percy. You no. Azazella. I think somebody, some people hearing that just said, "Wait, did she say Azazel?" No, Azazella. The E is silent before the A. People want to know more clarification. Let me fucking spell it. A Z A L. E A. Azazella. The E is silent, so you don't hear the E. Promotes happiness, gaiety, and light spirits, and first love. Note do not consume, meaning you can't eat it, you can only burn it. Why would they say they you can't eat it, dear? It'll fuck up your insides? No. It'll kill you. It's poisonous. So there's another herb you can uh, only burn. Like I said, it will fuck you up. So there's another herb used in magic, but you can only burn it. You can't eat it. Because it will kill you. Okay. Bachelor buttons. <laughs> I never got that myself. Learning this stuff through my godfather. Let alone my own father. Due to the fact, I actually remember saying, What the hell is a bachelor button? Their answer, oh, promotes love. Doesn't say what the fuck it is. What the fuck is it? Because I don't know what it is. I've never seen it. To this day, Richie hasn't even seen one. What? A bachelor's button happens to be when all the bachelors get together. Yeah. Somewhere where they're having a bachelor's <laughs> party, like the bachelorettes have their party. And if you have a bachelor's button. Yeah. The night before you get married, which would be the next day you get married, you give up your bachelor's button of being a fucking man. Okay. Because you're marrying a female the oh. next day. After you give up your bachelor's button, you're no longer a dick. <laughs> you're the you're the, the ball, and the wife is the chain, <laughs> which means 
If you try to go out with your guy fellas to do fun stuff, you're fucked. Because you don't <laughs> have a man button anymore. <laughs> That's a good analogy. But that doesn't mean anything for herbs. No. However, bachelor buttons is also called devil's flower and red campion. Bakuli pods. I've actually seen one or two of those before, but never really used it. Difficult to find magic item also used in satchels and potpourri. So basically, it's a potpourri. It's in potpourri. Balm of Galid Tears. Known for love, manifestations, protection, healing, de-stressing. That actually doesn't work. And assisted in healing from the loss of a loved one. Trust me, that doesn't work either. Use in love satchels, carry for protection, healing, and mending a broken heart. Use to dress candles for any form of magical healing. Burn to attract spirits. Also called poplar pot, poplar buds, palsam poplar, balm of Gilead, Mika, Mika Balsam, uh, Belsen Beckon, Balmy, Balmany, for steadfastness, patience, and perseverance. It's associated with the tortoise or turtle. Basically because of the shell. Or the whole damn thing. Also called hummingbird tree. Bitter herb. Snakehead. Turtle head. And turtle bloom. bloom. So the bakuli pots... Bamagali Tears, Balmany, are all magic herbs. Balsam Fir is straight up magic herb. Strength and breaking up negativity, insight, progress against goals, and bringing about change. Balsam Fir Needles can be burned on charcoal as an incense and also make a great ingredient in satchel bags, dream pillows, and potpourri mixes. Bamboo! Magic herb or food? And I'm not something, saying something that you use to beat somebody with in wrestling. I know it's used as an herb. Bamboo, yeah. 
but I don't know about magic. Magic use for bamboo. Um, basically, the bamboo bark from the tree, or the bamboo sticks, which in wrestling they're called kindu sticks. You take you burn it. Let me explain it, because this will actually help you remember this. Bre hex breaking, meaning it breaks hexes. Wishes. Luck and protection. Carve a wish into the bamboo. And bury it in a secluded area to make your wish come true. Carry a piece of bamboo for good luck. In other words, the tree bark, you get a good enough chunk of it. You carve what you want, what you wish for in the bark, and then you bury it. That dares the whole goddamn ritual. Sounds like a Japanese and a Chinese thing. Something like that, yeah. That's a ritual for them. Not, well, not it's even rituals for people like us. Well, I was going to say, it, it sounds like a ritual for those two countries, but for what you are and everybody else is, yeah. it doesn't It doesn't connect. <laughs> so the only way I can say it, it does not connect. I'm okay. That's just my opinion. It, it, for some reason, it does not connect yeah. this way, but it does connect the other two ways. Now, people are wondering, how do you carry a piece of bamboo for good luck? Easy. You take bamboo stuff, and you know people that know how to weave. You have them make a purse out of it. Or, uh, you have them make a purse out of it, and there's your bamboo that you carry. You can't walk around carrying a bamboo stick. Well, actually you could if you use it as a cane. Walking stick. Grandpa had one. It's a walking stick. Huh? It's called a walking stick. Eh. Grandpa, yeah, but Grandpa didn't like calling it a walking stick. Banana. He called it a human bitch beater. <laughs> Banana. It's a fruit that you can cook with, too. It's both. Well, banana in magic uses, you can use the banana peel. A piece, a, a small piece of a banana, of the fruit. And there are something what's called banana seeds. Seeds that, take, that are basically banana. Now, what banana's for, magic purpose-wise, fertility, potency, and prosperity. Banyan. That is a full-out magic herb. For happiness and luck. Barberry. 
And no, that's a whole, not a whole mixture of different fruits. It is a spice that is a fruit, but it's very hard to find. Barberry for cleansing, sorcery, witchcraft, in other words, atonement, freeing oneself from the power or control of another. May have to do that myself sooner or later. When shithead comes around or comes out, still waiting for that phone call. Also called Witch's Sweets. Barley. Cooking herb. Food. Or herb for witches. Let's see. Barley is made in beer. Mm-hmm. Barley is also a cooking herb. Very good. I want to say it's been used for magic spells, but I'm not 100% sure. You're very good. All three. Really? Very good. Hmm. I'm getting good at it. Well, the drinking part being it in beer, it's not really considered consuming it. Barley itself, it is a cooking herb that you can put in food. Right. Drinking it, not so much. Due to the fact it's only a small portion of inside beer anyway. Well, that's where it originally started. Actually, was, was barley, actually barley started as an, as an herb. Then got put in beer. Right. Er, barley promotes love, healing, and protection. Also for harvests, scatter on the ground to keep evil evil at bay. I wish that helped because that can keep shithead away from me. Tie barley straw around a rock and throw into a river or lake while visualizing any pain you have to make the pain go away. That, I can tell you, does not work all the time. It depends on what kind of pain you have. Emotional pain, once in a while, depending on how great. Physical, no. I know, because I tried it. It does not work. It might work for some people, but for me, it don't. Basil. Magic herb. Or for cooking. Both. Very good. Basil for love, exorcism. See, it's not just frankincense. Wealth, sympathy, and protection. Dispels confusion, fear, and weakness. Drives off hostile spirits. That actually does work. She has cousin. 
She has a cousin Darian. Darren, that actually works on him. Associated with Candlemas, carry to move forward in a positive manner despite perilous danger. Strewn on floors to provide protection from evil. Sprinkle an infusion of basil outside of the building where you hope to be employed for luck in a job interview. Be, care be careful not to be seen. That, I can tell you for a fact, good luck trying to not be seen doing that. Or, in your business to attract money and success. Wear or carry to aid in attracting money and prosperity. Also called common basil, sweet basil, St. Joseph wort, St. Joseph's wort, Tulsi, Tulasi, Krishnamal, Kala Tulasi, Witch's Herb, Alabahaka, American Dittany, Bat's Head Root, Used in spell work, rituals, grizz grizz bags, etc., to obtain witch wishes. Bat's head root, that is, an, that is an herb. Also very hard to find. Just ask Ozzy Osbourne for the recipe. <laughs> it's not actual bat's head. Bay Laurel, that's an actually actually a spice, but it is a uh, Bay Laurel that is a uh, herb for magic. Purification, house, and business blessing, and clearing confusion. Attracts romance. Keeps pot keep potted plants. To protect home from lightning. Place in a dream pillow for sound sleep. And to induce prophetic dreams. Well, technically I don't need that to induce my prophetic dreams. That happens all the time for me. Also called Bay. Sweet Laurel. Sweet Bay. True Laurel. Lorbeer, Noble Laurel, Bayi, and Daphne. Daphne is actually a flower. Bay leaf. Magic herb. Food. Or both. Both. Very good. For protection... Good fortune, success, purification, strength, healing, and psychic powers. Write wishes on the leaves of the bay leaf. Bay leaves, leave, write wishes on the leaves 
and then burn the leaves to make the wishes come true. Place under the pillow or use in dream pillow to induce prophetic dreams. Trust me, I don't need that because prophetic dreams for me happen all the fucking time. Place in the corner of each room in the house to protect all that dwell there. Carry bay leaf to protect yourself against black magic. Not so sure that last part actually is legit. I mean, I know it's possible. It also depends on how strong the black magic is. There are levels. Now, back to uh, what it says about write wishes on the leaves and then burn the leaves. That means burn it until you see nothing but ash. Bayberry is, is a magic herb, an herb for magic. Good fortune, luck, healing, and stress relief. Burn a white candle, sprinkle with bayberry bark, basically tree bark, for good fortune and money. Also called American vegetable tallow tree, myrtle tree, basically, this is based a whole fucking list of tree bark that is also called bayberry. Wax myrtle, candleberry, candleberry myrtle, tallow shrub, American vegetable wax, vegetable tallow, waxberry, pepperidge bush. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now when people get uh, see um, the label Pepperidge, they're going to visualize Pepperidge Bush. <laughs> and Burberry. Mm. One more, then we're going to cut... We'll do some more next time. Bed straw, which is fragrant. Uh, for love and lust. And that's it for me for now. Um, time for, uh, for us to go eat. And so I can take uh, my naproxen pain med and like my other meds <laughs> eat so uh, after I eat something and then crash oh yeah definitely well it's been fun it's about almost 1130 here yeah. on Saturday night and we are in 63 degrees weather and it's clear hopefully it stays like that so 
This has been EPPS 2021. I've been your host, Per Mike. That lovely woman over there is your co-host, Paralore. And we're going to say good night and enjoy the show after we're off the air. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, please uh, disregard most of the video. This is episode 39 live. This is actually episode 40. I'm going to redo the entire video and do the proper one for it and then re-put it back up later. So, good night. Bye. I, I forgot to get my other thing going. Whoops. What'd you do? I forgot to put in the other side of the uh, main board here for the outro. Oh. So, here we go. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>